Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Come on now. Come on now. Let's do this. Judah Honigman, I told you last week he was, um, he lives just outside Jerusalem. He's a dear friend of mine. Follow him on Instagram. He's a good follow. Uh, Judah Honigman. So he's making a barbecue for all these Israeli soldiers, and he says to me, and we'll get the confirmation or denial coming up, says, you know, Sid, these uh, these Israeli soldiers, they know all about you. They love you. I said, come on. I mean, I, I know that I've got a far reach, and I've become the radio voice. Even Mark Levin admits that. But come on. He says, Sid, I'm telling you. So what he did was, about an hour later, he sent me four videos, which you can find on my Instagram page, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney, and my Facebook page, Sid Rosenberg, of these Israeli soldiers dressed in uniform, holding AK-47s, thanking me. (laughs) How ridiculous is that? So anyway, here he is, uh, my dear friend Judah Honigman, somewhere outside Jerusalem. Good morning, Judah. Good afternoon where you are. Yes, good morning, Sid. How are you? I'm doing great. I, I have to tell you that you brought tears to my eyes. And my wife, Danielle, is very good. And I know you're funny with Danielle, too, with telling me she's proud of me every now and then. But she was never so effusive as she was on Friday when we got these videos of these Israeli soldiers from you. So I want you to know you made it a great weekend. And, and I don't know if that was true or not, that it was unprovoked. But, man, Judah made me feel like a million bucks. No, yeah, you know, I, I was sitting there. I, I've been doing a lot of these barbecues recently. You know, I, I think on our last interview, I, I told you we spoke about how everyone's doing their part, whatever they can do. I was never in the Army, so I can't serve on the front lines. I can't, I can't work in security. I do have a pistol and I have some, like, civilian patrol type stuff, but, but I can't do any more than that. And uh, so I've taken other, you know, responsibilities in the war, let's call it. Um, and one of them has been really trying to provide these barbecues for soldiers. Um, I've been fundraising for it around the U.S. Um, I've raised thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's, it's really amazing for these soldiers when they have these barbecues because they get a little break from life, from the, the, the insanity that, it, that is their life. You know, we bring some speakers and play some music and uh, grill up some steaks and, and have a good time. We sit around and talk together, and it's really a um, – you know, a change of pace, a change of scenery. Sure. It's awesome. So, again, to remind folks, how far are you outside Jerusalem? What is the town you're in? The town I'm in is called Tekoa. It's about 20 minutes outside of Jerusalem. And where were you when you were in New York all those years, Judah, here in New York with uh, where I am now? Where were you exactly? I was in Long Island. I was born in Farakaway and then moved from there to Lawrence to Woodmere and then uh, out so to Israel. Funny. Funny you say that because I'm going to Shul Friday night in Bell Harbor, Neponset, which is where you grew up. Then Saturday morning, Dove Heikind, a great uh, politician here for the better part of 40 years, is uh, putting on a big party for me in the five towns because he says I've become the voice of the Jewish people everywhere. So I'm going to do an aliyah, go to his Shul Saturday morning, and then they're throwing a big party for me. So uh, I pretty much covered your whole life coming up. On Friday and Saturday. So those soldiers left your barbecue by your house by Jerusalem. Did they travel south or north? Where did they go from there? So so these guys were actually based in this area. Um, they were based locally near near to where I am. Um, and some of these soldiers are from my town. Some of them are from, you know, as far down south as a lot and as far up north. I don't remember where the closest or the farthest one was from. But they're from all over the region, and they've been um, – 
you know, designated to serve in different parts of the country. So by us, they're doing patrols and, and uh, security in this area. So, you know, for example, tomorrow night I'm doing a barbecue for about 35 soldiers at an Army base. I could FaceTime you from there as well if you'd like. I'd love that. And, uh, you know, and actually that base that I'm doing at, there was an incident there a couple days ago where a Jew was driving right near the base, five minutes from the base. And uh, he was surrounded. His car, they threw a rock at his car, so he stopped the car because there was a Palestinian in front of him. Should have kept driving. But when he stopped the car, 20 of them came out and tried lynching him. Uh, it was a real situation. It was a real situation. They, they opened up his skull. It's actually a son-in-law of a friend of mine. Um, so that's still okay. going on. I, I was going to ask you right, right then, Judah, I was going to ask you, because obviously I spoke to you right after October 7th, and um, – you know, you're, you're a tough kid, I'll give you that, but you sounded scared to death. And the last couple of times I've had you on, you, you know, you're making barbecues and the kids are back at school and things are seemingly back to normal, but you're still having these incidents even as far away from the initial attacks uh, where you are. You're still having these incidents between Palestinians and Israelis, yes? Yeah, so just for reference, I live, uh, I would say, three hours from, let's say, Be'eri, which is, uh, you know, where everything happened down south is the epicenter of where everything happened, about three hours from there. And this incident that took place last week is literally a 15-minute drive from my house. Um, so there's definitely still, still uh, situations happening. But this goes back to the, the classic conversation of, you know, Israel provides support and defenses for its civilians, which allow us to feel comfortable and move on with life. We're in Gaza you know, they, they steal the money, pocket the money, use it for tunnels, use it for weapons, and they don't use it for any defense mechanisms for their for their civilians. If we didn't have an Iron Dome, we'd be having a very different conversation. Now, there could have been thousands and thousands of, of Israeli civilians um, or, or soldiers that could have been killed. Yeah. But because Israel invests so, so heavily in the defense of their, yeah. of their citizens, mm. thankfully, we're able to kind of go about life to some extent. Obviously, with, with cautionary and with fear, yep. um, you know, with, with drills all the time with the kids to make sure what would happen if there is a siren or, God forbid, an intruder or something like that. But, so in the final 30 yeah, seconds, I, I would ask you this, uh, and, and that's wild to actually have these drills with your kids. I know, Judy, you've got five kids. Uh, in the final 30 seconds or so, you know, these um, these animals in Hamas, you know, I, I really consider these people in America, every bit is bad, you know, whether it's Rashida Tlaib or Omar or even some folks in the Biden administration, quite frankly. Uh, anybody calling for a ceasefire to me is the enemy. That's the bottom line. You're the enemy. Uh, even a pause, even though Netanyahu has said, I'll consider doing both of those if, in fact, we get the hostages out. But is it fair to assume, Judah, that you're a tough New York Jew now living in Israel that for the majority of the folks that are living uh, next to you right now in Israel, you don't want ceasefires and pauses. You want to wipe these animals off the map, yes? I mean, we do, very simply from a, from a safety perspective, right? How much longer can, can we go on like this, you know? How much longer can, can we live in fear? A friend of mine uh, named Rachel who moved to, to Florida about a year ago posted a throwback on her Instagram yesterday where four years ago yesterday – she posted on her Instagram saying Israel under attack. I was woken up by, uh, you know, that was four years ago yesterday. And here we are four years later and the same shit is still happening. Like, <laughs> yeah. how much? You know? How much is right? How much more to do? 
Yeah, no, you cursed. It was funny. Well, listen, you got to you, you got to stay safe. I want you to FaceTime me tomorrow night for that next barbecue. And if you talk to these these uh, Israeli soldiers uh, again, I know you will. Please uh, tell them thank you very much. It made my heart warm. And every time I speak to you, you make my heart warm, Judah. So stay safe and keep it up. I love you, pal. I really do. I, I will sit and good luck at the rally tomorrow. I know that you're going very, very important. We all appreciate it out here. And I uh, can't wait to hear your feedback after the rally. You got it, pal. Thank you very much. That's uh, Judah Hanik, man. He's become my go-to guy in Israel. Nice New York kid. Got a family of five. And uh, he he's great, man. Reaches out to these soldiers, makes some barbecues, and does a terrific job.